What does it mean to steward our bodies as believers in Christ? What does it even mean to treat our bodies as temples for the Lord? These questions and many others are discussed in this episode as we talk about health, fitness, and how our spiritual lives are connected to training our body for the glory of God, like it says in 1 Corinthians 10.31. But for this topic, Coach Rodney Keller comes on for the second time. For those of you who remember him from the Identity Series that we did, Coach Keller is a professional trainer. He is now a Coach of the Year winner, former teacher, and just all-around great influence for the kingdom of God and the health industry. So today, listen and learn from one of the brightest, most honest people you will find within this health and wellness profession and how we can connect this topic with our spirituality. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Competing for Christ podcast. I'm your host, Ken Burke, and today marks the first repeat guests on uh, the Competing for Christ podcast. Coach Rodney Keller joins us again. Coach, thank you so much for joining me. It means a lot. No, I love it, man. I appreciate you reaching out. Uh, I love it. I I can sit here. I can talk shop all day long about this stuff. And I've told you this before, man. I I love what you're doing right now. I love how you're using your medium right now to get your message out. And you're, dude, like, where you are right now, teacher coaching me coming out right now, just like seeing you and the things that you're doing in your life and what you're using this medium for. It's incredible, dude. Like, guys like you doing the things that you're doing right now, like, it's, it's amazing to see. You know, and in my profession of teaching and coaching, look, you don't ever make tons of money per se, but you live a really great life. And seeing you guys, seeing somebody like you, you know, doing the things that you're doing is the why. It really is the why. So I've been, it's been super encouraging to see you do all the things that you're doing. It's great to see, brother. I really appreciate that, what you're doing out there. Well, I really do appreciate that. All for the glory of God, of course. That's it, man. That's it. (laughs) But for those listening, since the last time we talked to Coach Keller, about a year ago, Coach, it's been a wild uh, year for you. I mean, you're grinding personal training. You're still teaching. And you even got voted the Coach of the Year for Clay County, Florida. How has life been treating you ever since we last talked? Oh, man. You know, and, and it really, I really do think it was like right at a year mark. It was right about the holidays last year, I think. Don't quote me on that. Um, but I think it was right at a year mark that you and I just got to sit down and talk shop, you know. And, and I looked up at the first of the year. And uh, I, I was incredibly blessed to coach a, just a tremendously gifted group of kids who had a, just have had an incredible run over their entire careers with us competing. Um, and we won two state titles in weightlifting last year. Um, those girls, we pulled five individual state titles that day, 12 individual medals, and turn around off that. And, and it's all the success that the girls had. I ended up winning somehow, some way, one state coach of the year and Clay County coach of the year. And as soon as that happened, my private coaching business teamed up with preferred physical therapy now, and we're now we're doing strength conditioning programs and bridging that with the physical therapy therapy world. And it's just been a complete whirlwind, man. If I tell you, if I sat down and told you my schedule, it's just been absolutely nuts, but it's been all really great stuff. And at the end of the day, it's all stuff that I really feel like with my life personally, it's stuff that I've been called by God to do. And it's my purpose and it's my mission, you know what I mean? And it's just, I feel like it's another way for me to extend the teaching and coaching to more and more people who may want that. Uh, but to say that the last year has been a whirlwind is a complete and utter understatement, man. And now I'm in the, I'm in the struggle now of, you know, 
me personally, trying to strike up a life of balance there, personally, professionally, and spiritually, it's how to flip that off switch. Because that's not always an easy, easy thing for me. You know, for as long as I've been such a program person to go and to go and to go and to go and to work every single day, it's not anything that's outlandish and crazy. I, I've always made my first appointments every single week with my family and doing those things because that's their number one always. I mean, faith and family always, 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 always is that. But but it's been a struggle, uh, but it's been an unbelievable whirlwind. And I've, I've just, to say that I live a blessed life, I'm a grateful man, it's a complete and utter understatement. Mm, wow. Yeah, I can't even imagine seeing your schedule because every like you're all, you're very active on social media, and I mean you're at school, you're at practice, you're at the weight room. It just doesn't stop. But I, I love it. I absolutely yeah, love it. I'd be lying if I didn't say that. Some days I wake up and I, I, I I'm a big planner every day. You have to be. You know what I mean? In that morning, you got to lay your day out. Again, personally, professionally, spiritually, what does your day look like? And it's like some days I look at the schedule and it makes me want to take a nap. But it's all good stuff. <laughs> Yeah, for real. Oh, man. But yeah, I'm happy you got to come on again today. Uh, What we're going to be talking about actually is pretty much your life, health and fitness and what that means for Christian athletes specifically. That's why I just wanted to kind of pick your brain uh, because throughout your life, you've been kind of a health junkie and like a fitness freak, essentially. Um, Why do you think you love just being healthy and working out and stewarding your body the way God has called us to. You know, Kenny, I think one of the you know the biggest things for me personally is that I've always felt like it was my responsibility and my mission to be at my best for the people and the things that matter the most. And the only way that I can do those things every single day is that if I'm at my best. And you know, I had these conversations all the time and I have lots of conversations with people from different backgrounds, you know. Their day looks different, their life looks different, their dynamics are different. It just are different things, but I'm like, look, so, so many people, I think, get caught up in, and it, and it comes from a really good place. It's like, I have so many things, and everybody else is put first, and those people are first in your life, your family and your faith and your friends, and those things are tremendously important, but I always have a mindset discussion. I say, look, if you know your family is that important, and these things are that important in your life, and matter of fact, they're so important that I need you and we need you and your world needs you to be at your best so you can perform at your best for the people and the things that matter most. And this is a conversation that I literally have a dozen times every single week. And even for me personally, it's like, you know, I wake up in the morning and I'm, it's real, dude. And it's real life. But someday, like the motivation, it comes and goes, man. It's extrinsic and it is fleeting. But at the end of the day, your mission is the thing that carries you through that. Your why and why you're doing what you're doing is the thing that carries you through that. So I think for me personally, I just know, like, look, if I'm out too, if I'm out too late and I'm eating like dog crap, and, and I'm going to stand in front in front of young people every day, and I'm coaching and I'm teaching and I'm doing all of these things, I want to be at my best for those people because those people matter so much to me. And when I walk into my house, it's my job as a father in my house to be a leader in my house, and I need to do that. And the best way that I can, never perfect. Oh my God, real life, okay? Life's fluid, life's dynamic. It is all of those things. I do. No one lives a perfect life. No way, shape, and form, only one person's ever done that. Um, but at the same time, I've always felt like it's my responsibility to be my best for you know my world personally. And that's always a message I try to get across to people. And I think that's always been my draw there. It was like, it's not a self-absorption thing. It's like, look, like I need to be my best so I can go out and be my best and be the most positive influence that I can be on as many people as I can every single day. 
the last time you you came on, we talked about a lot about identity and you know what that means for athletes or just people in general. For somebody that likes health and fitness, it can be in order to really adopt those things, you really have to adopt them into your identity essentially. How can we do this healthfully? Uh, like not be so caught up in looking good, feeling good that you just miss the whole point of you know being healthy and having a good fitness regimen. Yeah, I, I'm kidding. I hate to be so simplistic when simply minded when it comes to this, but I do think that's still always about striking up a balance. I do mm-hmm. still think it's about that balance. It's everyone you talk to and these conversations, again, I have tons of these conversations. Everyone you know wants to look, feel, and perform better across the board, period. And the fitness thing, one of my things has always been, I've always felt like the fitness thing has just always been such a world of vanity on, especially, oh my gosh, guys, look, the fitness thing and the performance thing, stay off the social media in regards to that. And that's where I've always really, I've really tried and done my absolute best. And I'm never going to stop trying to do my best to give real world approaches to improving performance and those sorts of things. Like I said, like, let's be real. Everyone wants to look better, feel better and perform better. And that's great. And you should do that. But it is about striking up that balance, you know, and, and I tell people, I'm like, look, when you come train with one of the things I always like to say, is like, look, you're going to, when you come train with us, you're going to train for a little bit of show and a lot of bit of go. You know what I mean? I, I, I want when people come to me. We have these conversations. I'm like, look, like I want to drop 20 pounds. Cause I want to look like, I'm like, all right, cool. So when that motivation's gone, what's the next thing that's going to be there? Exactly. My next question is, so when an injury happens, not if, but when that tweak, bump, bruise, injury, that sort of thing happens, then what's going to be the next step? I can tell you, me personally, um, and I, I, I share this with people all the time, I've had three knee surgeries, I've had back issues, I've had a torn labrum here, um, real life, like wear and tear, playing sports, constantly on the go. Um, those things are going to happen and you're going to find yourself at that point in time when you're staring into that mirror and saying, what's it going to be now and what's it going to look like? Because at a certain point in time, physically, you're not going to be able to do the things that you once did. So when that's gone, what's the next thing going to be? And one of the things I really like to do with people, because again, now we're kind of, we're bridging them, not kind of, it's what we're doing. We're bridging the gap now between physical therapy and strength and conditioning. So when people come out of physical therapy, now they say, what do I need to go do now? We're trying to create some training programs there to help do that. Or somebody comes in and they're like, look, I've got perpetual low back issues. What kind of stuff can I do? And I'm like, look, I'm the guy that sits down with someone and says, I know we're working around uh, whatever your issue is. Now let's create a, a program focused on the things that you can do that get that now lets you look and feel and perform better the best that we possibly can. That's like an important perspective discussion to have with people too. It's like not always just flexing in a mirror all day, every day. Let's be real. Everybody wants to look, walk by the mirror and hit a little flex on. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But it's not about standing in front of a mirror flexing all day. Like, come on, dude. It needs to, let's put some functionality behind it. Let's put some real worldedness behind it. Train for a little bit of show and a lot of bit of go. That's always our, that's always the conversation that we have with that. But again, it's about the balance always. Mm. Yeah, and I, I love that you brought up social media because, you know, following you on social media and following other, I guess, influencers is the word they use nowadays. You are very real world. Like you just said, you are very like, this is me. This is what I eat. This is what I train like. This is what I read. Most of the other people are just, you know, they have this fake, I don't know, fake body, fake uh, identity. Why do you think 
that you, I mean, you just want to keep it real. Like why is that something that you've been trained to do throughout your entire life? Because it's actually helpful. Again, it's actually yeah. helpful, you know, whether that, what's the discussion? Are we talking lifestyle? Are we talking fitness? Are we talking nutrition, strength and conditioning, those sorts of things. It has to be a real discussion and it has to be practical for people. I want as many people to be able to follow this stuff as humanly possible, period. And again, you know, the books that, the books that have most resonated with me, and I, I think last time we were on, we were kind of cutting up about just reading a book and not understanding what was even really going on, but they were sitting in a class and... I don't know, it's 16th century Elizabethan England and everyone reads the book and you're looking at it and you're like, oh, that's what it says and no one knows what it means. Or <laughs> these, they are abstractions. It's pie in the sky. I mean, my mind does not work that way. Like I'm an ABC and one, two, three guy. So I want to be able to help people walk into a grocery store and build a budget-friendly grocery cart that's very nutritionally sound, that works well for them. I want people's you know, training and their daily activity to be based on something that works really well for them. And again, I have a very broad base of, we have a very, very broad base of clients right now from competitive weightlifters to kids who want to be scholarship athletes to moms and dads that are like, look, dude, just help me get rolling, man. I'm kind of stuck. I'm in a crappy spot right now. I'm tired of feeling like crap, tired of sleeping like crap. So those, they all look different, but I want it to be practical for people because the world of social media, guys, real life is not a highlight reel. It is not. It, it, it is not glitz and glamour, man. It is a series of mundane, everyday, little, simple tasks that add up over time with a compound interest to result in your existence and the life and the world that you live in right here and now. And I don't sugarcoat that stuff. I tell kids, they come in for training session, I'm like, dude, you feel like crap today, don't you? I'm like, I got you, dog. You feel like crap today? Come on, let's go talk. Let's get moving a little bit. Let's overcome inertia. Give me 15 minutes, you're going to feel a world better. That's real life. Some days you're tired. You don't feel like it. No matter what, the consistency trumps the intensity. You don't have to do a bunch of crazy stuff. Let's create a plan and a program for you that can help you reach any and all goals that you have. It's just not that help. That world of just, it's not real. And Social media is not real life. It's not a highlight reel. You can attest to this, Kenny. It's a series of little mundane things that no one ever sees, that no one ever knows about, and little choices that you're making every single day. And if it ain't practical and relatable, it's just not that helpful. When you do those mundane, everyday tax, tasks, eventually you'll look up and you'll be like, wow, look how far I've come. Look what God has brought mm -hmm. me through. Look what just my body looks like now a year later from just doing working out and stretching and sleeping right. Like it, it's such a big difference when you apply that into your daily habits. No kidding. And that, and that even goes into your, your walk in faith and spirituality. Like just, yeah. you know, it's like the person, I don't know, like that goes in and has the, you know, the religious and spiritual epiphany. And it's like, I found Jesus. And I'm like, that's great. So now what's the next step, hmm. you know, or someone that would go on and say on social media and say, all right, I found Jesus and it's like, that's great. Now what do I go do? And like, what does that walk in faith look like? And being, being practical there is the same as being practical in any other facet of anything that you happen to be working on. I think it's a, it is a slow, steady progression and it's certainly not linear. It's like this nasty, ugly, sketchy looking line over time. Progress is not linear in any way, shape, and form. And I think this world of, again, fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle would would fit right there with the spiritual world and your walk and faith and those sorts of things. Mm, yeah, that's I've never thought about that. Like your high when you first get saved or first find Jesus is very similar to that high when you like you first start working out, you first start like feeling your muscles work. But you know, after I've arrived. <laughs> 
yeah. after a month or two, you're just like, oh, I like I have to keep going with this. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard. Yeah, this is hard. I have to actually keep doing this and working on it every single day. Exactly. Same concept. Yeah, exactly. How? What should a- athletes know about mental health and depression before they even start working out? Before they even start participating in sports? Man, that's that. I mean, that right there. There's a hours long conversation to have right there. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. now, and really, I mean, if you look at our world since we, you know, we shut everything down in 2020, the mental health thing is. I mean, it's always been a thing, and it's always been there in and of itself. But my goodness, now. You know, when you look at depression and anxiety numbers across the board now, it is really, really sad stuff, you know, and, and it's an odd dynamic, too, in the world that we live in because of media and social media and all the different outlets and things like that. It's a world that's now more connected than it's ever been, but it's also lonelier now than it's ever been because we still don't have that day-to-day contact and those interactions with people that people probably did in times past. And I think the biggest thing for athletes to keep in mind is, Again, staying off the social media highlight reel and is and again is just understanding like no matter what wherever my path is and whatever my journey is, I'm gonna start at the beginning of those things and there's gonna be struggles and setbacks and roadblocks and all of those sorts of things. Uh, but mentally, you know, I again just be, because this conversation comes up all the time, people come to us come to our conversations and they're struggling mentally sometimes and I'm like, look, I need you, I need you to focus on getting your sleep right. You know, I need you to spend some more time in the sunshine to get that shot of vitamin D and serotonin and those endorphins every day. Like we need to get you right there. And, and again, like I'm very, I'm so very careful about staying in my lane professionally. If it's ever something that somebody's, you know, having a discussion, I'm like, look, you need to go talk to this person or that person. But I can tell you, everybody has their demons. Everybody, everybody's biggest opponent is the one pinging between their ears at all points in time. Everyone has their demons. My personal my big struggle here for me, and, and really since I mean, as long as I can remember, has been an, I've always been an anxious person. Imagine that I'm wound up and hyperactive, and I'm always pinging and you know what I mean. My mind's always racing those sorts of things. So for me, anxiety was always has always been my demon. You know, as I've gotten a little older, I've learned to control that in a couple of ways. But it's still something that plagues you, plagues me personally. You know, I think that I think everybody, I know that everyone deals with those things to a certain extent, and certainly to varying degrees. But I can tell you, you know, mentally, I, I think what the most important remedy, the remedies are the ones that have always been there. They have always been taking care of your body. They've always been going outside and being social in the sunshine. They've always been outside and active in movement. And in the sports world, the last, you know, the, the, some of the truest value in sports is that social interaction. And it is that movement in the sunshine. And it is those things all the time. I think we now live in a world that, again, it's so oddly connected because of media, but we're so disconnected because we're looking, we're constantly looking for teams and for tribes to be a part of. And we're always looking for those things. And I, I, that's a real struggle for a lot of people. And that's why I tell people, man, look, even if you're, you don't want to be a scholarship athlete, go be involved in a sport. And if even it's not a ball sport per, per se, find that extracurricular thing that you're involved in that has you outside of here and inside of, of these that you're outside and you're moving and you're in the sunshine and you're part of a team that's doing constructive, productive things in your communities. Always is the message. On the flip side of that, you know, we want to be involved, but how do you emphasize recovery? Because that is something that I really struggled with when I first started working out first couple of years, I didn't allow my body to have that recovery time because in the end, it kind of just tore my body up and it made me just more anxious. It made me tired all the time. How, how do you tell your athletes that? 
Uh, well, the two primary means that people recover from any and all training and any and all stresses is sleep and nutrition. Hmm. And they're so... There's such basic, simple things that people want to overlook it. They're, we're always looking for the next fad, right? We're always looking for the next shiny thing. Whatever's getting, whatever's getting dangled on social media, whatever people are selling, that's the stuff that people are typically buying. But like, look, for someone to really overtrain, like clinically be overtrained, it's probably a really bad training program to begin with. You're probably not taking an off-season, which everybody had a season for all things. Last time I checked, that book said that, right? Um so again, you got to have your off seasons. You got to have times where your your volumes changing throughout the year. Um, you got to follow strength and conditioning programs that are on a progression. Um, you've got to allow your body time to rest. You got to have time to unplug. But again, the two simplest ones that I was telling like, how is sleep looking and what does your nutrition look like? Because again, we can we can get into that conversation of strength and conditioning and performance in sports. But the really hard part, the really really hard part, is actually the nutrition end. That's where we really tend to struggle. Yep. Yeah, that's that's so true. It's so easy to go grab a bag of chips instead of going to the store and getting vegetables and actual stuff substance into your stomach. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. And it's and we're inundated by that stuff all the time. And the big problem is it tastes really freaking good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the job of you know food companies is to make it good so you can buy more. But uh, what do you speaking of which? How do you teach to your clients, your athletes, your students? and just people that you work with, that your body is a temple. I mean, you see it all throughout the Bible. Your body is a temple. God gave you this body to steward to steward it and be good Christians with that body that he gave you. How do you remind yourself and the people that you work with that your body is a temple? You know, I, I think I was, heck, it might have been a couple of months ago. I was reading an article and it was like, really was, hey, look, What's your vibe? Mind your vibe when you walk into the room. Like what when you walk into the room, like what what kind of energy do you bring? Mm. You know, are you gonna are you that person that again that you walk in the room and, and, and the air changes because of your energy and, and whatever it is. I don't positivity sounds so gushy and hippy drippy and things like that. Cause it's just I'm not a big fan of all that stuff. But just what kind of energy are you bring into the room? You know, like how are you like how are you carrying yourself and taking care of yourself in a way that when you walk into the room that you're you're giving off this vibe that there's maybe there's something different going on with this guy or this gal that that people say like hey look there's something different about your vibe and I want to know what it is and it's like the last time I went to church and last time I listened to a really good sermon it said that's called living in the spirit my man it's like hey look if you're living that way and you're walking that way it tends to change the vibe and the energy that you walk into the room. And it takes me a little bit, because I, I guess I think it's the teacher mind in me that I don't, I don't always just get to the punchline right out of the blocks that we progress towards all of these things. And it's called, it's living in the spirit, man. And I think, I think minding your vibe. And again, the energy that you walk into the, bring into the room is a really good way to, you know, to say, look, like treating your body this way and your mind this way and your spirit this way will change that vibe. And I think that's a really simple way to go about it. There's my little maniac terrorist five-year-old. He just crept into the room, buddy. I'll get you a snack in just a minute. I'm recording this, okay? Wait, can I play the Xbox? Not wait. Give me 10 minutes, okay? okay? I love it. I absolutely love it. I don't know if that answered your question or not, but I just... No, it did. Yeah. It, directions there. Okay. <laughs> it did. It did a lot. Um, and yeah, like even on your teams, like changing your mindset and having a like, positive mindset, but a spiritual mindset, it can change your performance on the field and just your performance in life too. 100%. And that's where, for me personally, again, use the gifts 
that God, Mama, and Daddy gave you and maximize those things because those are God-given things. And I said this before. I know that I said this last time when you and I chatted was we were all given gifts. They're different because they're supposed to be different. That's what actually makes the thing all work and go. But we're all given those gifts. Cultivate and cultivate and cultivate and cultivate those things so now you can, again, constructively and positively and, 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 and just influence your world in the best way that you possibly can. I think that's so important there with that. And it's like, hey, look, man, I, I can tell you right now, my family and I, some weeks we get up, we're like, hey, we're going to uh, let's get to church on Sunday. We're going to get back. We're going to do this this week. And then that week rolls around and we're super jammed up. And Sunday morning rolls around. I told you, look at my wife. I'm like, I just need a morning to slow down and pump the brakes. And we don't make it that week. And then you look up and next two weeks, two or three weeks have gone by. I haven't been listening to my sermons or a podcast or something like that. And I feel that void. Like, I can't, I'm not always smart enough to articulate all of these little things and put my finger on exactly what it is that's going on. But I'll tell my wife, if it's been a week or two or we are stretching out a little bit, I'm like, look, I got to get back, man. I got to get back in that environment and around these people. I need that for me. And again, I'm not always smart enough to articulate fully and put my finger on exactly what that is, but I know when it's happening with me. And again, I think that really is about striking up that balance personally, professionally, and spiritually, and making sure that you're doing those things. Because again, it's a holistic approach. This whole dynamic, it has to be. And that's where, on the lifestyle end, it's like, look, if you're really reflecting in the morning and really spending time and you really want to maximize everything, you're going to spend time with God. You, you, can, you, can, you can spend time with all the little G-gods all you want to, but eventually, eventually that's going to catch up with you. And then the quiet of the night, it may not be all day long every day, but the quiet of the night, you're going to wake up staring at that ceiling and wonder what's missing in your life. And typically, it's the relationship with big G-god, and it's going to have to be addressed. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I can maybe go a couple days, maybe a week, and just that void like you, that you were talking about just creeps in. I'm just like, oh, man, I got I to gotta get back to... Being in the Word, being you know, listening to sermons, going to church, whatever it may be. But Coach, as we start to wrap it up today, for the people that may be listening that they don't know where to start in this health and fitness and just spiritual journey, where where can they start? How how can they continue to be patient throughout the process too? I tell everyone, listen, and again, I'm so simple-minded about these sorts of things. I'm a rule of three guy. Our, our minds cannot process more than three things at a time like ever. Three things I always recommend. You just want to get started. Drink a glass of water. Go for a 15-minute walk. And come walk in the house and write down the effects. Do that. Do those three basic things for a million reasons. And I, again, I listen, Kenny, I talk for hours on this kind of stuff. I'd say those three things, though. Drink 12 to 16 ounces of water. Go for a 15-minute walk. Walk in the house and instantly go to a notebook and a workbook. Okay, dudes don't journal. They write in workbooks, Kenny. This is very important, okay? <laughs> Go to that workbook, and you write down the effects. Like, hey, I just went outside, had a glass of water, went for a 15-minute walk. I actually left my phone behind to just go because my mind works best when my feet are in motion. Uh, wait a minute. This was actually really helpful because, again, I got out of here, and I got into here. I generated some momentum. I feel a lot better. I think I'm going to do this again later today. And again, tomorrow, and after that point in time, once you're ready for a, a structured training program, Colorado Sat Preferred. <laughs> I love that plug. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely, Coach. I just reiterate what, everything that you said. And just be patient, too, if you're listening. And just it's, it's a journey. It's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Every single thing that you do that's worthwhile in your life, it's a marathon. Oh, my gosh. 
Kenny, it's, it, it's with everything I say this. Don't flood the garden because if you flooded the garden, it's flooded. Just drop water and sunshine on it every day and just do it every single day. It's three sets of this. It's five sets of that. It's one better decision at a meal. It's going to bed 30 minutes earlier. It's getting your butt out of bed on Sunday morning. Note to self, real life, getting your butt out of bed Sunday morning, getting in a church, getting involved in community stuff, getting involved in some groups, little things, little things, consistency trumps intensity always. Mm. Well, Coach, thank you again for coming on today. Uh, you crushed it last time, and again, you crushed it today. Uh, but yeah, I just I can't thank you enough for your friendship and just the words of guidance that you give to my audience and to me also. Kenny, dude, like I said, man, I said this, I, I hope this. I hope that got recorded earlier because I so appreciate everything that you're doing. I got, dude, I love your vibe. I love the things that you got going. You know, you recently got married. You got, you landed a gig out of school. Like, I love, I love seeing the things that you're doing. I mean that wholeheartedly. Seeing a guy like you living the life that you're living right now is really the reason why in the world of teaching and coaching, man, you're, you're doing amazing, amazing stuff out there. And I find that as encouragement for myself. So I appreciate what you're doing too, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All for the glory of God. Absolutely. That's it, my man. But for all the listeners out there, please share this episode and subscribe to the show. It really helps us out. But if you don't get anything else from this, just remember this. Jesus loves you and he's going to fight for you no matter what. Talk to you next time.